The biggest hurdle between me and eating healthy, delicious meals for lunch is decision fatigue. Honestly, by the time lunchtime rolls around, I've already made like a thousand decisions from what my toddler should wear to how much I want to argue with her about how you have to brush your teeth in the morning, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I absolutely agree. And like I have taken to doing meal preps or like buying a bunch of ready to eat meals to like heat up quickly. And I recently tried Factor. And let me tell you, Factor is like 12,000 steps above and beyond any ready to meet eat meal I have ever tried before. That's right. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef curated, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started and get after your goals. I tried the two-minute meals where I could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. And they also offer pancakes, smoothies, and more. There's a wide variety of easy options throughout the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Plus, there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Factor is also flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution when you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And you don't want to make any more decisions because you're exhausted, like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 and use code justbreakup50 to get 50% off. That's code justbreakup50 at factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 to get 50% off. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who's feeling like she's not her best friend's best friend. But before <laughs> we begin, we just want to give Triggered. you our Surgeon General's warning <laughs> that we are not licensed mental health practitioners. No, we are not professionals. We are not trained in any of this. So please take our advice as you see fit. We're only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right, let's get right into our letter. So this letter comes from Kitty Cat, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing from The Void. My question is not about romantic relationships, but my friendship with my best friend. We have been really close friends for the last six years, and last year when I got married, I asked her to be my maid of honor. 
It was a very sweet wedding, and I have really wonderful memories of that day, and she helped me out a lot with my wedding organization. Cut to this summer, and her wedding was about a month ago. Before the wedding, she she told me and several other friends that she had decided not to have any bridesmaids. I was totally understanding about this and have quite a few of my friends make this decision. Regardless of this, I was very involved in helping her out with a lot of her wedding organization, dress shopping, buying flowers, etc., I talked to her every week multiple times before the wedding to help her organize since she was very stressed and overwhelmed, even though I myself was going through the most intense months of my master's program. No regrets at all. I just had felt invested to do bridesmaids things for her since she was my maid of honor and one of my best friends. Cut to the wedding, and in the middle of the ceremony, three of her other girlfriends are invited up to the front and are involved in the ceremony and then each give long speeches about her and her husband. It was obviously very much part of the organization of the ceremony and felt really clear to me that these girls were her, quote, bridesmaids, despite what she had said. I wasn't really sure how I felt in the moment besides really sad, but as time passed, I became more and more hurt. It felt to me that she does not value our friendship as highly as I do, and what's more, I felt that she lied to me about not having bridesmaids when she clearly did have them. It feels really awful to realize that someone you consider your best friend does not feel the same way about you, and I have been stewing in this feeling ever since the wedding. I have not spoken to her since, but she has not reached out either. My go-to reaction is to run away from this feeling and not talk to her out of a feeling of defensiveness, but that makes me feel really sad to feel like I will lose this friendship. I thought about speaking to her about how I felt, but every friend I have confided in has the same opinion that if I do do that, I am bringing up negative vibes about her memory of her wedding day, which I do not want to do, and I do agree that this topic is super sensitive. On the other hand, if I don't say anything, I don't feel that I want to invest any more energy into this relationship. Over the weeks after the wedding, I spoke to two of our other mutual close friends, both of who also consider to be a very close friend. They are also quite upset about the same thing, and I think the biggest thing we are all upset about is that she told us one thing but acted very differently. Kind of a side note as well, but one of the girls who was one of her bridesmaids has been nothing but rude to me since the wedding festivities started, i.e. started at the bachelorette party, i.e. started at the bachelorette party, continued from there. I almost felt that she was jealous of our friendship and was constantly telling me that she is her that she is my best friend. It felt so juvenile and very high school, so I tried to ignore her, but this honestly made me feel even worse about the whole situation. I feel pretty insecure about the whole situation, especially because if I bring it up to this friend, I don't want it to come across that I'm trying to make her wedding ceremony about me. On the other hand, I was not the only friend hurt by her choices about her wedding. I feel like I don't want to say anything at risk of upsetting her and her wedding memory, but at the same time, I don't feel, but at the same time, if I don't say anything, I don't think I want to invest my energy into this friendship anymore. I'm at a loss of what to do since this friend is important to me and it has been making me feel so sad ever since. Isn't it a Mm. shame to not let her know that four of her close friends are really hurt by this? But I just don't know how to go about it. Thank you for reading this. I realize it's a bit long, but if nothing else, it felt good to just write this down. Thank you for any advice that you might have. Much love, Kitty. All right, Kitty. Thank you so much for writing and trusting us with this very tricky question. Sam and I are both sort of, ugh, (laughs) about what happened. (laughs) Sam and I both, this, Uh. this evoked emotion from sam and i how about that is that how you describe it sure yeah absolutely um and uh it must be a very sad and tricky 
experience to to emotionally like parse through you know the fact that it was sort of something that happened in a in a way that was sprung on you and then to process it later to not have your feelings of closeness matched or your efforts matched in the same way you know that can all be a very activating triggering experience um the the way it all went down it makes a, a lot of sense that you're feeling a lot of confusion as to how to move forward because you want to have your hurt known you want to more importantly you want this person who you value who you cherish to to know you, to, to, to know your experience, to know your side of it. And all of that makes a lot of sense. Um, Sam and I are going to get into the nuance of it all, the complication, the added confusion that the fact that, that weddings add to this (laughs) and how to, um, you know, how to move through the world, having complicated friendships with, with all sorts of people. Um, Hopefully we'll give some advice on that in just a minute. We're going to take a quick break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. 
Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Um, so I just want to say that, like, from the beginning here that like weddings just add so much drama <laughs> to oh my God, people's so relationships and lives. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is, you know, because obviously weddings are huge events where money is being spent, where relationships are being solidified in important ways. Um, and also because like weddings mean different things to different people. Right. We, we have mm-hmm. this idea in our head. That's like, that's like, Weddings are supposed to look a, a certain way that doing things in a particular way is important. Right. And I think it's important to remember that, like, lots of that is really cultural. Right. Like yeah. weddings look different across uh, not just the world, but like across different identities, different uh, places, different religions. Right. Like there's so many ways in which there is not like a one size fits all wedding. And I want to say that to you. Uh, letter writer, because I want to like dismantle this like ideal of bridesmaid. Like, what does a bridesmaid do, and what does a bridesmaid mean to the person who is getting yes. married? Because bridesmaid can mean a lot, a lot, a lot of different things, right? Sometimes weddings Yo, have like time out for a second. What you do? You know this? <laughs> Sorry, this is a tangent. Okay, Yo, great. <laughs> um, you know the 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 wedding sort of thing where you like invite all of your close friends that you've ever been close to in the history of time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, like some people some people are like I really want my best friend from 6th grade to be in my wedding party because it's like I have I told them in sixth grade that they would be in my wedding party. And so therefore I have to like honor that promise 10 or 15 or 40 years later or whatever so it is, funny. right? Like <laughs> Um yeah, we shouldn't say any of this because we're <laughs> shitting on fucking like a third of all weddings. Um, anyway, um, continue. Sorry for cutting off. Yeah. So like, you know, it seems like bridesmaid means like a really particular thing to you, which is that like, that means that you're good friends with this person. That means that it's your responsibility to like help with the wedding. That means that like you are being honored by the bride, by being part of the party, right? Like there's lots of, there's a whole lot of like symbolic stuff that's attached here to this idea. Where do you stand in the the party? Oh my God, for sure. I know. I was like, I was very thankful that all of the people in my wedding party were like chill very chill <laughs> with like oh God, what, yeah. where they were and and, and what it meant about them i got to stand in front of your them. fucking sister who you've known your entire life so that i took that as like a nice medal on my shoulder you know what i'm saying <laughs> fuck you aaron <laughs> just kidding <laughs> just kidding um, Right. And that's all really true. Right. There's a lot of symbolism tied to all of these different things and they're all really meaningful to people um and i just want to like take a step back and say like 
this might not mean the thing that it means to you to her, right? Like it, we may be looking at this thing and saying like, oh, these people weren't made a bridesmaid. And to you, that feels like the worst affront that you've ever experienced. And to the bride, it might just be like, oh no, everyone in the place is part of our thing. And these three people are the best speakers that I have. And so I'm going to invite them to do this. Or these are my three longest friends or whatever it might be that like she invited those three particular people up there for you're reading a lot into what this means about you and your relationship with the bride that feels really real and i totally get that and is really real for you and might not be what she was actually trying to tell you about where you are in her friendship circle right it might not be saying you're not actually my best friend or you're not a close friend with me it might just be saying that like these are three people who we talked to about giving speeches, or these are three people who have helped us in ways that maybe you aren't privy to, even as one of her closest friends, right? Like, and so I want you to just like take a step back and check and notice when you're kind of assuming what this means about your relationship without having any actual like understanding of what the bride meant by this, or like there's like no universal truth in what was happening here. There's, there's your truth for sure, which is absolutely real, but I want you to notice that it's your truth, that there may be other interpretations of what happened out there that don't mean that this person was like trying to fuck you over or doesn't consider you a friend or was really trying to hurt your feelings or leave you out. I agree with everything you just said. And (laughs) I wish that the bride had somehow found a way to speak about what was going to happen yeah, because and and I'm only saying that because it's a yes and these two things are true at the same time these two opposing things are true right that like this might not mean what our fear tells us it means this might not mean what our pain tells us it is um and there are ways in which this has been ex- you know the way it was executed exacerbated that pain and fear because it was sort of out of nowhere. And we can, we can name that and name our disappointment in that. And also say, you know what, like wedding planning is stressful. Conflict is stressful. Maybe she did this too, because she doesn't know how to handle. I, I don't know, you know, because, because like Sam said, weddings are stupid They're not stupid, but they bring out like a stress in us. You know what I mean? It would be, you know, TBH, to be honest, before my wedding was canceled by COVID, I was a little anxious about telling somebody in my life that I was having a very small wedding party. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was anxious as to how to say that. And I needed to figure the language out. And I was going to, there's the difference is that like, I felt like I, I think it is a, our feelings are okay to have. Like you can be like, wow, I wish she said something to me about that. And also we don't know, we don't know what work she did before to, to lead to this situation. We don't know what they agreed upon, yada, yada, yada. But mm-hmm. as an outsider, I also, I, I want to like say that I felt feelings about how it was executed and it's okay For if sure. you feel feelings about that too. And everything that Sam said is right. Even more so like, you know, to... I think weddings put an undue stress on things, you know, Mm -hmm. Spencer 
our producer famously says, you can cut this, Spencer, if you don't want this <laughs> this and this. But Spencer, our producer, famously said that he's like, he's not in active friendship with like half of the people in his wedding party, you know, mm-hmm. or like more importantly, if he got married today, his wedding party would look wholly different. And I think that's a great testament to, um, actually, that's such a good point that I... <laughs> I want to, I'll just say it anonymously, Spencer, so you don't have to decide whether you want it in or not. <laughs> One of my most attractive and talented friends. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> One of my dear friends, you know, has always told me that if they got married again, you know, they got married over a decade ago, but if they got married today, that their wedding party party would be almost 100% different, save one or two people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just a testament to the symbolism that we imbue on our wedding party. Like who is it has to be, what does it mean? Like Sam said, yep. and how much friendships ebb and flow and change. Not to say there isn't intense grief in that, you know, sure. not to say that it isn't, I've talked on this podcast about how, and I joked at the beginning of the show that like, I have, my feelings have often been activated by what a strong and beautiful friend group Sam has with so many people from so many different areas of his life. You know, mm-hmm. they have friends in work and in school and through Peter, you know, and I have come to a more secure place. I, I don't think I ever acted out on that, but I've, you know, I it, it made me more feel maybe like the sadness that the letter writer felt, you know, in of like, oh, I'm not that. I'm not in that, I'm not as important as I think or whatever. But I've come to a place where I love that for you. I love your friends. You know, I've come to a more secure place about that. But I think it's very natural to feel, um, to have feelings come up about like who we are in other people's lives versus, you know, how important am I to them versus how important they are to me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, absolutely. I think that's 100% real. And I think that like the pain of, you know, looking at a friendship and and thinking like, oh, we have, or feeling like we have different understandings of what this friendship Mm -hmm. is, right? Like, oh, I'm picturing you as my best friend and you are thinking of me as like a close friend, right? Like that is absolutely a a wound, right? Like that is a, that is something that can be really painful for us. And I, and I think that like, I think Sierra talking about the grief that you experience in some of that is really helpful for, for kitty cat here, right? To think about like, how do you see this as something that is causing you grief rather than something that is causing you to feel like anger or whatever mm. it might be, right? Right. To say like, so beautiful. Oh, said. I have to sit in the pain of the idea that like my friendships with people will always inherently be different than their relationship with me, right? I have to sit in the pain of realizing that like I at some point might see myself as really close to this person, but she might not see me as that close, right? Like, and this might be an evidence of that. This might be a thing that's telling you that story. But I think sitting in the reality of that and then deciding how you want to move forward with that knowledge can be helpful in this rather than getting so focused on the logistics of what happened at this wedding, right? Because what's happening here, I don't think is that you're actually that upset about not being a bridesmaid. I think that what you're, what's happening here is that you're upset about what that 
what that action means means to you and how it's reflective of your relationship with this person and how that that relationship has been thrown into a different light because of what happened here beautifully because like because I don't want you to throw away this this woman who you have told us is your best friend and your maid of honor in your wedding because she didn't make you a bridesmaid in her in her wedding. Right. Like, I don't want that to be the thing that that totally dis- derails this whole relationship. If you look at this and you think there are lots of instances where I have shown up and she hasn't shown up for me or lots of instances where she uh, demeans me in public ways or demeans me with other people, or there are lots of ways in which I just don't feel like we're connecting in the way that we were going to. I think those are all great reasons to say, I think I need to take a step back from this relationship. But you're like I said at the beginning, you're reading a lot into what this particular thing means about your friendship. And it's understandable because like, which is what we do. Absolutely. We want to assign meaning to things. Especially weddings, right? Because weddings are the most meaningful thing that will ever happen in our lives. I'm saying that facetiously, friends. Like they are <laughs> there are like lots of meaningful things that happen in our lives. But for but the story we've been told is that like weddings are the most important day that we will ever experience. And and so like I I just want to take a little of the varnish off of that wedding thing and say like your friend made a decision about who was talking at her wedding and that decision hurt you. And I totally understand that. And is this so big that it's going to disrupt the years of friendship that you have had, that you, all of the times that she showed up to your house to help you move, all of the times that she talked to you after a heartbreak, all of the time, all of the time she spent helping you organize your wedding, all of the different ways in which she showed up in this relationship because she's your friend, right? Maybe not your best friend, maybe not the closest friend, but like the friend that, that you two are to each other. And And I think that there are lots of times where I've been like so hurt by something that somebody has done that I feel like it negates everything else. And I've had to put that into a broader perspective to make a different decision about it, right? To say like, yeah, this person started dating someone I really hate. And we've been friends for so long that like there's 17 other reasons why they are really good for me, right? They are, they are somebody who I want to have in my life still. So how do I figure out in the reality of what's going on, how to navigate this friendship with them? And I think that this is similar. I don't want you to make this whole wedding about you, right? Like, and I, and I think that like talking about the fact that she like secretly had bridesmaids is like, maybe not (laughs) the best thing to focus on. But if there are ways in which you feel undervalued in this relationship, I do want you to talk to her about it. Right. I want you to say, hey, you know, you uh, are not showing up for me in the way that I would like you to. Or, you know, when I was really upset about that thing the other day, you like didn't respond to it. Right. Like, I think that building that type of conversation is helpful. But this like wedding thing is just so fraught that I don't think that it's actually the thing that we think it might be, (laughs) if that makes sense. Well, yeah, and I, I'm conflicted. I, I I wholeheartedly agree with everything you're saying and think that that is the path to more emotional freedom, you know, mm-hmm. to be like, I'm going to release myself of this. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to feel my feelings and then move on and be grateful for what is and isn't in my life. Um, I think what it is for me is that like, it's it's hard not to feel the symbolism that we put into fucking marriages you know what i mean it's hard not to feel insecure and and then more than anything like we want our 
pain to be known so that we can then process it. And that's where I, I am getting stuck because I actually agree with you. I, I don't think ultimately the letter writer should bring this to the person because you can do that emotional labor of processing through your pain, processing through all of the, the nuance and, and the million reasons why she might have chosen this path and, and why it doesn't mean necessarily what we think it means. Mm-hmm. You can do that. Think of it as a wedding present. Think of it, Kitty, think of it as a wedding present for your friend. You're like, I'm not going to bring up this hurt because I want you, because it's your wedding, because it's a special day and I don't want to paint her memory of it with, with regret or whatever. And she made the decision she made. It's over, right? So what I'm curious is how can you make your pain or hurt or discomfort about this situation feel seen and heard and validated enough to where you can process through it by yourself? And then with that new clarity, look at the rest of your relationship and be like, how can I move forward in this relationship with this awareness moving into this knowledge that my friend made this choice and how is it showing up in other, you know, how can I, how can I let this go? And also how can I prioritize my Mm -hmm. wellness in this relationship moving forward? If it is not as reciprocal as I thought it wants to be. Um, And, and you can start by saying, you can start by knowing that Sam and I see this pain and validate it. Like, absolutely, yep. I would feel hurt too. You know, I would feel hurt and confused and 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 insecure. Like, I would feel like a childlike level of insecurity that I that I care about this person more than they care about me, and that would make me For feel sure. vulnerable. Right? Absolutely. There's a lot of vulnerability in this letter. So your vulnerability and your pain is affirmed by us. We see it. She's not going to make it more real. You know, the the sentence that you say in the end, at the end of your letter, isn't it a shame to not let her know that four of her close friends are really hurt by this? Is it? I, I know that it is in the realm of, in, in the world in which we believe in justice and, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know, like what will happen if she knows this? she feels bad about the choices she made on this special day. She regrets it or she like, I I guess I think what you mean by that is I want my friend to know me. I want to feel known, not just to let my pain be known, but I want her to know that this is my experience. Um, And nine times out of 10, I say vocalize those experiences, let yourself be known. But there are instances where like, we have to do the majority of that mental labor to know ourselves, to be known by others, to be affirmed by others, because mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to get it from her or at least in this instance, maybe it's not quite as valuable to go to her about this day. I don't know. I, I think it's complicated. Mm-hmm. And I think Sam and I are asking you to take the ultimate high road. <laughs> you know what I mean? hundred percent. It yep. is. <laughs> It, and we rarely do that. We're fucking low road riders. <laughs> <laughs> and we, I just, I think all I'm saying is like, we acknowledge this is the high road. And also there, there are times in life where we're going to do it, where we're going to process our feelings our, ourselves because we are capable of feeling hard things and yep. affirming ourselves. And, um, and I think it's the road of, of, of more peace, unfortunately. I would agree. 
I think so. Um, as challenging as that is to like sit in the discomfort of that, um, and to recognize that like this is going to require work on your part at a time when you are feeling a really strong urge to step away from this person. Um, yeah. And I want again like. The reason why we're, I think we're talking about this in so much level of nuance and depth is to invite you into a response rather than a reaction, right? It may at the end of the day be that you don't want to be friends with this person anymore because this was such a blow to what it feels like yeah. to be her friend. And that I think is really understandable, but I also don't want you to get to a point where you are um, stepping away from a really meaningful relationship um, because of that one action that she took on a particularly meaningful and fraught day. Um, and that like, it's going to take emotional work to be able to, to like take that step back to, to look at this in a more holistic way. Um, and, but I think that work is worth it. Right. Cause I do think that like this friend seems like somebody who is worth being friends with, even if they have hurt you in this really meaningful way. Yeah. And, and you're the one to know that, you know, you're the one to assess Absolutely. that. Um, for sure. And cheers to Sam for like keeping me on the high road when I'm over here, like, <laughs> this is so weird. And you should, it's weird. It's you weird. should have I, thrown like, the wine. And it feels weird. Just kidding. <laughs> it is weird. Objectively. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And also, I, I would be weirded out by this. Are weird. People are weird. People are so yeah. weird. They just do weird things all the time. And uh, you just kind of have do to be weird like things all the time. Huh? And here, here, here's this the, the, the kicker thing. that I, I'm working on in my life. Like the ultimate reminder that no one is capable of like loving us perfectly, um, particularly our friends and family, right? Like we ask mm. so much of our partners and we're in intimate conversations with our partners about like our, our mission together, our growth, our compatibility, our romance, you know, but we don't have those conversations with friends. It's not like I have like a weekly check-in with you as my friend and business partner of like, sure. do you still like me? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you do, right? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. We still like each other. I hope. Um, the, the equivalent of this would be like, though, if you just like started another podcast with somebody else, um, <laughs> And it was like a really, I don't know. I'm trying to, it would, it's, it's not the same, but I'm trying to think about it. Think it would be the same. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right, my darling. Um, we hope that this was all received with love. Um, we know that you're, please know that we believe all of your feelings are valid and that you are capable of, you know, working through them in healthy and sustainable ways. And uh, yeah, we hope this helps. Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing. We love you. All right, everyone. It is Friday. And so we are going to set you up on a blind date. Uh, blind date is when we try and set you up with something that we think that you're really going to like. And this week, our blind date is? It is a book on writing. It's a book. It's a little niche for our t our blind love dates. It. But hey, it's not going for a walk. So <laughs> uh, it's I am, I've officially started my first novel after years of talking about it. Like there are words on the page. And um, when I'm not writing and I have free time, I've been reading this book called Re Refuse to be Done. How to write and rewrite a novel in three drafts by Matt Bell. It's a short little book, super easy to read and has so, so far been my favorite book on writing, particularly on writing your first novel um, or first longer form piece of fiction or nonfiction or whatever. Um, if you're writing some sort of book, 
check it out. Um, it's been very empowering to me and it's better than the title sounds. <laughs> um, he has like this great approach of how to write a novel um, that I strongly believe in, um, but it's not like a write an opening paragraph, you know, write uh, yeah. a tricky character. You know, it's, it's, it's much more thoughtful than that. And I like the strategy of it. So if you enjoy it, Shoot me a DM and we can talk about it. But it's called Refuse to be Done, How to Write and Rewrite a Novel in Three Drafts by Matt Bell. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want more content from us or if you want ad-free episodes, you can always support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is where you can also find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis, who you can also check out his podcast and his music. And remember, it is absolutely, without a doubt, vulnerable to love and be in relationship with another person. Mm. It's vulnerable to give and not know how much the other is giving in return to share and not fully know how much the other person is sharing. It is vulnerable to love and not know how much the other person loves you in return. But we don't love people in a bartering system. We don't love to be loved return. We love because it is true, because it, it is sparks connections, because it helps our community grow. So the next time you're feeling insecure about the equality or lack thereof in your relationships, just remember that you're showing up regardless. You're showing up despite that. In healthy, happy, sustaining relationships, you're showing up because it feels good to love. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>